0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are on Game Face on the Bleed Talent Network. I am your host Richard the Razor Ewing. I'm with Mike Dishu Schumann. Mike what do we got tonight? Well a little bit of everything here tonight and uh,
1: just talking before we went on the air
0: all of a sudden you're not as confident
1: about your 49ers coming up this season with all the injuries they're starting to mount up and we've got another uh, uh, first case of COVID with the 49ers and uh so by talking to you, I think what you're saying is you might not bet uh, the house on the Super Bowl this year or the 49ers.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. It's like I've been listening to a lot of local aficionados talk about San Francisco and, you know, the fact that they, you know, were in the Super Bowl last year and nobody picked them to be there, which they managed to get there, uh, which was amazing. But it's like this year, I'm looking at just all the injuries, um, the fact that we're in the middle of COVID-19, you had told me that they picked up another another uh, player recently uh, contracted it. So it's like all these situations are taking place. It makes me think, you know what? I look at at at, at Arizona, I look at Seattle, you know, the Cardinals, in my opinion, are, are probably going to be pretty tough to beat.
1: Well, that's the season opener, so that will be tough. And, uh, but we got it all going on. We're just getting that season started. We're in the NBA playoffs and did, Somebody say playoffs? (laughs) (laughs) The NBA, Major League Baseball, and the National Hockey League are all in full swing. And our partners at Bet Online have you covered. I, of course, love betting on the Super Bowl and football, and I can't wait for it to get started. So take full advantage of sports being back. Get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. There is always the online casino as well. It never closes. All right, so head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. online, your online sportsbook experts. And I, for one, can't wait to get it started. So uh, well, let's start with what we talked about. Fred Warner, their uh, future all-world linebacker, uh, tested positive for COVID-19. So he's gone on the COVID reserve list, and he's got 10 days to kind of get healthy. We don't know if it's symptomatic, asymptomatic. And uh, he's got to pass three tests in a row before he can play in 14 days against the Cardinals. So this is what could happen to every NFL team this year where key players get – you know, kind of knocked down, and uh, I mean, George Kittle, Nick Bosa, D. Ford, uh, Drake Greenlaw, all out of practice, Trent Williams, he was in sweats, uh, Javon Kenlaw, slot quarterback Juan Williams, they came back today, but like you said earlier, 16 people on their injured list, and uh, we're going to have a lot more pulled hamstrings, pulled calf muscles, soft uh, tissue injuries, Uh, going into the NFL without preseason games, without OTAs, without minicamps. So you're going to see a lot of little minor injuries that are, you know, for instance, George Kittle's already got a hamstring, and that could be, you know, a nagging injury throughout the entire year if you don't let it heal properly. So Fred Warner, their first kind of case, and uh, I'm a little concerned. You know, it's kind of in a bubble atmosphere in a training camp. They don't know if he got it outside of training camp. Did he get it? Once he got here, is somebody asymptomatic and gave it to him? You know, so that's the next step is to find out where he picked it up. So not a good sign, no. And, yeah, with so many people in camp, you only have one guy, but he's a key guy on the defense. So a little concern there. And uh, just hearing that for the first time, we got a positive test on COVID-19.
0: So, you know, the, the interesting thing about all of this is, is that you, you look at, you look at, you know the, the you know, the NBA bubble, and you look at you know what what other leagues and, I, and i'm sure that the other leagues you know saw what the NBA was doing and decided to go ahead and copy it but we even know even in the nba bubble they had a couple of guys that did test positive right well so what does this mean this means that the bubble itself is, is not a cure-all to the season it's something that they have to they have to enforce and use so that they can have a season which means you know, there's going to be some people that are probably still going to test positive. Now we also know the NFL for 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 versus the NBA, the odds of you getting COVID nineteen are much higher based on what the NFL does versus what the NBA does. And so we we don't know as this season goes on how this is going to play out. And mind you, it, it's not just San Francisco that's probably worried about this. I'm sure the other teams. I'm sure Seattle. I'm sure Arizona. I'm sure uh, you know, uh, every twist. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're all trying to, you know, watch their steps and try to figure out what's the best possible way to go about this without catching this thing. So it's almost as if like, you know, the whole thing with COVID-19 in NFL is almost like a test dummy. Like everybody's just waiting to see, okay, look, how are we going to go about doing this? What what is going to happen? And then all of a sudden, Fred Warner comes up positive. Now it's like, oh, wow, wait a minute. Now what do we do?
1: Well, baseball is really the test dummy for these team sports. I think you know that's not in the bubble. They're traveling, and uh, one of the A's contact, uh, contracted, uh, contacted contracted uh, contacted COVID nineteen. They can't give the information out, but for the players who didn't play, it looks like Marcus Simeon might have uh, picked up. And you know, and I don't want to you know say who or what, but so the A's series with Seattle was postponed through Wednesday. So they're staying down in Houston. They have no more positive tests on the A's, which is good news. But now they're losing three more games. And we were talking also before the show, you're going to end up the baseball season. And, you know, some teams are going to have played uh, the full 60. Some are going to have played, you know, 52. It's just not going to sync up. And uh, so this is the issue you're going to have in the NFL and um, college football. You know, so. It's a serious situation in college football, for instance, University of Alabama, 481 students tested positive after the 500 students tested positive. So they have over a thousand students on campus that have tested positive for COVID-19. So the uh, university president had all the local bars shut down, no more parties at the frat houses. And, you know, they're gonna power through the, the SEC, but. I mean, right there, in two weeks of school, three weeks of school, you got over 1,000 kids who picked up COVID-19.
0: I'm just trying to understand what these, these these NFL coaches are thinking. It's like, come on, are you serious? It's like, look, I understand that money revenue is the issue. I get that. But, look, you didn't really think that yeah, COVID was just going to sit in the corner and let you just go about yeah. your business and, hey, you don't have to worry about nothing. Hey, we, we said a couple of weeks ago, COVID is flexing its muscles. It's doing push-ups. You know, COVID is just like, hey, look, you know what? You bring the next warm body here, and guess what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that they get, they, that they get, you know, that they, that they catch my virus. That's it. Right. And so, you know, for Alabama to basically be put in that situation, which I'm very sorry, because of all those people that tested positive, we don't know which one of those are going to be able to come out, you know, unscathed. You know, where they're going to be able to beat this thing. But this is students. so uh, We're not sure
1: if it includes uh, actual athletes So because they can't give that information out. But for t- uh, what you're saying is, yes, it's true. It's just not going to sit in a corner. And now all of a sudden, Ohio State out of the Big Ten is thinking about starting on Thanksgiving because they're seeing the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12 all playing, and now they're like, well, wait a minute, you know, because Iowa, Ohio State, and I can't think of the other team in the Big 10 wanted to play, and so now they're thinking about starting in Thanksgiving. I talked to a coach, who coaches at Grambling, who I played with. He goes, they're going to start in the spring, but he goes, shoot, there's no way. We can't play 12 games in the spring and 12 in the fall. We can't play close to 25 games in five months with these kids. So that's going to that's gonna go by the wayside, too. So uh, a lot to be determined. Uh, as we talked about, the bubble has worked overall, and they finally got to see their family and children. And there's some great moments on Twitter with their children running to their dad they haven't seen in, you know, six weeks. Uh, but a lot of uh, things being tested here, and it's going to be interesting to see if, you know, I think the pro and college football will kick off. Mm-hmm. How far they make it will will be determined. So, uh, yeah. twelve and sixteen games is a long way. So, um, but here's that while we're talking football, Leonard Fournette, running back from out of LSU, and the Jaguars got cut, <laughs> not traded. And I'm, I'm scratching my head on that one. I really but NFL teams know that two weeks before the season, if you're going to look to trade a guy every team every thir- all 31 teams are going to go hell we'll just wait two more weeks and let and they'll cut him and we'll just pick him up on waivers and we don't have to pay the 4 million dollar contract we can just go ahead and sign him to something else so i think he'll end up somewhere else and we talked about it jacksonville see more first rounders have left jacksonville than any team in the nfl and jordan reed The tight end here with the 49ers has really come on here late in camp. He played for Washington and Minnesota. Played with Shanahan in Washington and his dad. And he came out the other day and said, the 49ers organization is the best organization I've ever played for. They're all in this together. They're all teammates. You don't have guys, you know, trying to, like George Kittle, you know, he didn't go out of his way to hold out or do anything of that nature. So that had to be a nice uh, pump in the arm for the 49ers to hear that, Yes, what they are doing is uh, on the right path. So uh, it's pretty interesting to see that because you, you don't hear players talk about other teams in a negative light that often because they want to keep playing. You know, you don't want to burn a bridge. So uh, before that, that was a shock.
0: Well, I'll tell you something. The guy had 79 catches as a running back. And so I'm just trying to understand how is it that you have a running back that makes that many catches and You said yourself, the guy ran for over 1,100 yards. So if you're if you're putting up that type of production, there's got to be something going on that in that in that locker room for him to get cut. We're not talking oh, no. about we're not talking about a, a running back that got injured, sat out a year, uh, a running back that for whatever reason tried to hold out with contracts or whatever. This guy has been putting up some serious numbers, and so for me, I'm just like, okay, look, I and it's sad because. Additionally, I would love for the Niners to sign uh, Fournette, okay? He's a, he's a production guy. But 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 we already know it's not going to happen because the Niners already have what they need. But but my point being is that I look at, at what this guy has done out on the playing field, and I say to myself, okay, there had to be something extreme going on. I don't know what it was. And I believe it was in the locker room. I don't know if it was coaches, assistants, players, whatever. I don't know. But something had to be going on for them to let a guy who put up that type of numbers to just cut it. Well, uh, two things. Uh, number
1: one, the organization is known to be one of the poorest run in the NFL. That's why everybody wants out of there. Jalen Ramsey went to the Rams and basically demanded them to trade him. So it, I got to believe it's organizational, number one. Number two, unfortunately, running backs don't garner the respect that they have in the past because the game's gone to three, four, and five wideouts. So yeah, all of a sudden – We about you, that last week. We did. Yeah, if you got cap issues, they're paying him $4 million, which is not normal for a running back now. You know, he's the guy that's going to go. But two weeks before the season, you better have somebody to play. Number, and number three, he'll end up with New England with Bill Belichick, <laughs> and he'll get uh, 1,500 yards out of him. And a guy not known to have great hands and has 79 catches. I don't know if that was last year or his total, but uh, – so a lot of things going on there. And, of course, we love to talk Bay Area sports. But uh, I thought it was interesting that uh, he wanted out. Jordan Reed talked about how great the Niners organization was. And there was kind of an example of right there where if your team's not run well, it doesn't matter how many great players you have, if your coaching staff and your team's not run well, you're not going to win. You know, so we can uh, thank, I think, Jed, Kyle, and John Lynch, uh, you know, for putting this together and they really have done an outstanding job. So okay. it'll be interesting this year, though.
0: Yeah, I'd like to go ahead and shift gears to the NBA. And I think one of the reasons why is because, as you said, <laughs> hey, man, playoffs. <clears throat> we got, we got the Lakers just finished off uh, Portland. And the thing that kind of bothered me about that is that everybody spoke very highly on, on, on Dame Lillard and, And with good reason, we got to be realistic. Dame Leonard is an excellent player, um, puts up great numbers. Um, But once again, it was a situation where, you know, you look at the stock value of the Lakers versus the stock value of Portland and the stock value of the Lakers was just too much for them. Um, You know, four to one winners, the Lakers are. They send Portland home packing. And once again, Dame Uh, Leonard has to figure out exactly what he's going to do and whether or not if. They need to get some more players over in Portland to make their stock rise because Dame is putting up the numbers, but it seems like this is a movie that we've seen before with them,
1: you know? Well, I thought when they got a big man, healthy, and picking up... um, I just had his name. Mello. Mm -hmm. Carmelo Anthony. I think will really add to their ability for somebody else to make a shot. You know, so Dame now can take it to the hoop, kick it out to Mello, and he can shoot the three, so... Him having a full season with them and uh, get some continuity. You know, I think their, their window is closing also unless they surround him with some different players. So I think he gives it one more year, and after that, he's got to go get a ring somewhere, you know. Okay. So, And then uh, who uh, – most improved player. Oh, Brandon Ingram got the most improved player of the year. Really. Uh, yeah, which kind of surprised a lot of people, I think. And the Heat and Bucks—that's going to be a great series. That just started Game One. I
0: still cannot believe the. Bucks. I think the Heat got it. I we yeah, they on. did. I can't believe the Bucks dropped Game One like that. And and we talked about this earlier. And that is the fact that because they the Bucks squeaked out of their last series. Okay, seriously, they barely got out of that one, but they did. So now wow. you have a Heat team, the resurgence. Um, butler put up 40 points. He had a career night. Um playoffs. So. Yeah, yeah. Um but 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 my my other observation that I'm seeing is, you know, Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Spider Mitchell. I mean, these guys play oh, that's gonna be a great game. Oh so. uh, I mean, they they played eloquent. I mean, I was just like, wow, okay, these guys have really who who saw Murray doing what he's doing? I didn't see that. You? Well, I said before the season started, don't sleep on Denver
1: or Utah or the West because, you know, all you talk about is the Lakers and Clippers, you know, mm-hmm. and used to be the Warriors, but they didn't get to love this year. So – and sure enough, boy, these two teams are really having a battle. So, yeah. I mean, Murray, what, two 50 50-point uh, nights in that series? You yeah. <laughs> know. Out of his mind. Mm-hmm. And those are two uh, smaller market teams – where those kind of guys don't get the love they should throughout the league. Right. You know what I mean? Because they
0: just don't have the media there. So anyway, I'm watching that game and I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. So Yeah, I'm like, I look, I look, I move my glasses closer. Just so I can see him. You know what I'm saying? I was like, dang, this guy right. he could play. All right. It's like so so we see what's going on there. Obviously, the Lakers advance. Um we don't, get winner of Utah and, uh, and Denver. Denver, yeah. But, I mean, we, we talked about Giannis and we talked about the fact that th- this is a player where if they do not.
1: He's another one. Yeah. If
0: they do not capture the East this year, you know, he's probably going to walk. He's probably going to want to go to a bigger market. And, like, you, we were talking about this earlier, and you said, hey, Milwaukee's market is just not big enough. So, it's like, okay, who wants to play there? Probably not a lot of people. So, Giannis leaves. Now, he's even himself say, stated that he wanted to play with Steph, okay. And one of the biggest things everybody's been talking about over here is that hey, you know what? We're going to get Giannis. Giannis is going to come to Golden State. Personally, myself, I was totally against that idea, and I was against it because it didn't make any sense, really. As much nah, as now their
1: style of play.
0: No, no, but but I'm saying as much as Giannis probably wanted to play with Steph, it was like, well, wait a minute. Let's look at the reasonable outcome. The reasonable outcome, no, no, Giannis shouldn't shouldn't come to Golden State. But you know what? This is be realistic. Crazier things have happened. I mean, you get you get a situation where now all of a sudden Giannis wants to leave. And guess what? The style of play, you know, from curve changes. And then all of a sudden you're looking at you're looking at you're looking at, 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 at Draymond Green, and you're going, hey man, you're looking ripe as a trade piece right about now. Well, yeah. you're gonna have to trade one of the big three to get Giannis here, and, and probably and, and and you and I both agreed that it was Draymond that was going to go, okay, for a lot of reasons, okay? You know, he's kind of a distraction, not to mention the fact that, you know, Draymond's not the old Draymond that we knew before, okay? But, but he is the glue to that team. He, he's the glue to a point. And I say to right. a point is that when he can't keep his head in the game, that's when he's not the glue anymore.
1: Right. Okay? Because and, of a
0: distraction. Right. And, he, and we've seen this from him many times already. When, when it's time, when we, when we need him to stick like that group, we can't get him to do it. All of a sudden, he wants to mouth off at the rest, start picking up tees, yeah. you know, and, and getting in, in, in confrontations, you know, with, with players and whatnot. And, and this is and, – and each time, it's had a very crucial situation. We're in the playoffs, you're in the game four, and they need that win, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, he's off the rails. And, and – well, Go ahead yeah I would not have given him that 100 million dollar contract
1: so no he, his play is going to deteriorate more so than any player on that team in the next 3 to 5 years hmm. so uh, and it makes it tougher to trade him with that contract you know so and like we talked about if somebody's going to go it's going to be him so uh, i don't know it's going to be interesting i was kind of was looking at all the teams in the west and looking at the warriors and uh They've got the number two overall pick, you know, that they can kind of combine, but I just don't know if Giannis fits into this team when you'd be running pick and rolls all day when you got two of the best shooters in the NBA. So well, and we don't know if Steve Kerr can coach.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I could approach okay. that. Okay, I'm, I'm not even going to go there with not Steve Cope and I believe that. Right. Well. I'm not going to test that. with Because And the reason why is because this season hasn't started yet. So I ain't going to go down that road until it starts. But right. I will say this much. I've said this once, I'll say it again. One of the problems I have with Golden State right now is that Golden State and a lot of these aficionados are focusing on the number two pick. Like that is the cure-all. When in fact... That is so far from the truth. The fact of the matter is, when it comes to Golden State, their biggest issue is they have to do something to build up that bench and to develop the players that they have. See, they have those are two issues that they have not answered yet. No. We have not heard anything from Alan smiley We haven't heard anything. The guy hasn't. He, he went out and no. played like one or two games, and that was it. You have Lewis, who can't be consistent, OK? Yeah. The only player they have that I saw a bright spot with was, was Pasco. That's it. Okay? Um, other than that, you look at some of the other players that got, it's like, okay, where's their consistency? You don't see it.
1: No, they don't have the bench they had during their championship years.
0: No, of course not. Come on. You had David West. You had Sean Livingston. You had Andre Ibudala. you had they, had they even had most Spades. You had seasoned guys on that bench that were putting up, they were putting up great production. So when the first team team got tired or whatever reason needed a break, what was the replacement? The replacement was just as lethal as what left the floor. So I'm just like, okay, you you guys have not been able to replace that. So what makes me think that you're going to be able to compete? Because I'm telling you right now, the teams you got to play against, they're playing right now, okay? And guess what? They're seasoned. They're tough, and they're playing a very volatile situation, which means what? When the next season starts, I got a feeling those teams are going to be more ready for this than Golden State will. Well, and part of the problem is when you give
1: Steph, Clay, and Draymond all max contracts, you know, steph got 40 a year, Clay's getting 30-something, you know, Draymond 20-something, there's no room to bring in other players without getting over the salary cap or, or the uh, luxury tax. So they were able to afford Sean Livingston, under Andre Iguodala most space before because those three superstar quote players weren't making the max contracts yet. So this is going to be the biggest challenge for Bob Myers. You're going to either have to get a bunch of young players or a bunch of veteran players who are willing to play for the minimum to get a ring or get a chance at a ring. So this is going to be issues from here on out for them. And this is why I've said that five-year run they had, you're probably not going to see it again. It's kind of like that Niners in the 80s. You're not going to see it again. Right. It's kind of Camelot with the Niners. It was unbelievable with the Warriors. Yeah, we still got three guys left over from it, but it's just not going to – everything's not going to fall together like it did for them before. So I well, think it's going to be a struggle for them the rest of the way, especially as tough it is, as it is in the West.
0: Well, there's also there's also the fact that the other teams in the West are getting better. Okay. Yes. Utah is no longer a slouch. Denver is no longer a slouch. We, we talked about how Portland probably needs to get some pieces, and they probably will in the offseason. Right, yeah. But, you know, okay. LA, like Clippers, Lakers. Yeah, uh, you got the Clippers. You got the and like you said, he's a Clipper now. And um, Phoenix, Phoenix, don't count them out. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, come on, Phoenix. Phoenix, the thing about Phoenix was, was surprising. They went 8-0 in the bubble, and they didn't make the playoffs.
1: I was gonna say they won, yeah, but they were so far behind. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's not fair to do that in the bubbling. But you know, there's another team on the rise with Devin Booker, so it's uh, it's just gonna get tougher from here on out for a Golden State. So, and plus, when you have as long as they've had off, yeah, you got to mm-hmm. get out of rhythm, you know. You're, and right. When you're a, a sh- three point shooting team, yeah, you can say I'll get my shot back, but they haven't played it since what December. So oh, that, wow. they could go almost a year. Without actually playing, you know, if they start back in October next year, so wow. Okay, <clears throat> so, so I want
0: to I want to talk Giants and A's, and the reason being is because today was trade, a trade deadline. A trade deadline, right? Right? And you you had talked about earlier, uh, A's make a move, Giants do nothing. Okay. Well, they picked that one. The A's got a, a pitcher, and uh, I
1: think his name was Minor. Yeah. But a- or you know, they're playing first team uh, first place ball, so I don't think they needed to alter that much. If anything, they needed somebody in their rotation, which is what they got.
0: Right.
1: Giants, they could have unloaded, you know, the Brandons contracts, Cueto, Samarja. You know, let's just go ahead and move forward and plan for the future. You know, the past is over. There's another team who had a great run, three right. titles in five years too. But you got remnants of that team left opposing <coughs> the two Brandons and Pablo. And none of them are doing anything right now. And you're not going to trade your contracts away. So you're kind of stuck with them. And, uh, you know, if you couldn't trade them, you, you, you either cut them and eat it, their contracts, or, you know, find a way to get them to start, you know, getting a little more effective at the plate. So I you know, nobody knows what's going on over there with the Giants. I'm sorry. Well, and, I uh, I mean,
0: you can't you can't make really any type this of idea – as far as what they're doing. You're right. I agree. 100%. I mean, we don't know. No one knows. I mean, you look at the fact that, okay, and you said, let's just go ahead and move on to the future. You know, uh, this week, what was it? Hunter Pence got designated for assignment. Uh, was, they were still limping with, with Pablo Sandoval. And like you said, it's, it's, uh, it's a shell of the championship that was once there, really. It's not the real deal anymore. And I think you're right. I think if I was Farhan Zaidi, I would have probably had, went ahead and moved some people, even if it meant taking taking a, 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 a gut shot, you know, based on the contracts release and everything. Because really, at the end of the day, you're right. Those guys are making way too much money. They're dead, and they're place. holding back the young players that want to come up and play. Exactly. You got Samarja should go. The Brandon should go. Um, I mean. I-
1: Saying Posey probably should go or move to first
0: base. Well, Posey, if he comes back, he probably is gonna to move to first base. I mean, I'm I, I I'm thinking outside the box based on what I think Farhan is doing. Okay, in other words, they already have Joey Bart up. So I'm guessing with Joey Bart being up there thinking, okay, look, by the time Posey comes back, Bart should be ready to take the helm. We move right. Posey to first base. Okay. Right. Which that's probably not a bad idea. But I tell you something. If I'm Buster Posey. What am I coming back for?
1: Well, that's, that's a point with all those players we just talked about. Yeah. Both Brandon, Pablo, Hunter, they all have all the money they need. Yeah. You know, uh, Buster just adopted two twins, and they, had, they were born prematurely, so that's why he decided to opt out and go take care of his family. Right. So I agree yeah. a little bit. I mean, his knees are shot, I'm sure. You know, his uh, you know, percentages at the plate have gone way down. You know, so and, and part of it is like like you said, why come back? Well, you're gonna play professional sports as long as they'll keep paying you. <laughs> That's kind of the way yeah, it goes. Yeah, okay, and, okay, okay. So, so guys your point, you know,
0: to your point, you you're saying, hey, you know, for the money. Okay, and guess what? You know what? Not a bad answer. Not
1: and all of them answer. have three rings or two or three rings. So they've gotten everything they wanted out of the game. Uh, chips uh, money, you know, and they're set for life, you know, so yeah. once you let, it's time for somebody else to move up and baseball is that one sport where you can play 20 years. <laughs> yeah. You know, There's no other sport that you can do that. You yeah. know, So, um, golf, you know, but no other team sport that allows you to play that long. So what happens is either your farm system gets, you know, aged out because you don't bring them up, you know, yeah. uh, whereas the A's are the complete opposite. You know, they're constantly moving people. You know, now they've got some pretty good core and they'd like to keep that and make a run at it, you know. So um, it's, it's interesting, two completely different approaches on each side of the bay.
0: And we still aren't sure what the Giants' MO is right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think anybody does. We got yeah. a few minutes here. Um, I just want to acknowledge uh, we had, uh, fortunately, some people that uh, basically passed away. Uh, Cliff Robinson, the cliffhanger, he passed away yeah. Um, Lou Olson last week passed away. Uh, Arizona, uh, really uh, Steve Kerr's alma Yeah, he coached uh, Tolbert and Kerr. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, that was just sad. I understand they had a lot of people that responded after because he touched a lot of people's lives over the years. Oh, yeah. So, uh, go ahead. He put Arizona basketball on the map. Oh, yeah. When he got there, they were like 1 in 17, right? It was, right. Like, they were awful. So. Yeah, no question. He rewrote Arizona basketball. Also, the great John Thompson from Georgetown right. also passed away. Um,
1: First African-American head coach to win the NCAA title. Yeah, and i tell you something else. And they kind of put college basketball back on the map. Back on, on the, the map, exactly,
0: because i tell you something. Before he was coaching, I wasn't watching college basketball.
1: No, it was kind of Kentucky and Louisville. That was it. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I wasn't, I wasn't watching NCAA basketball. No. All of a sudden, he comes in. Then you had the rivalry between him and 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 and, uh, and uh, uh, Raleigh uh, Connersacker. he was he was a, the head coach yeah. at, uh, at at uh, St. John's. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing, you know, guys like Jim Bayheim. You start seeing. No, of course, uh, the, the great Dean Smith of North Carolina, I mean, come on, that that guy was amazing. He was an amazing coach. I mean, that's why you, when you go there, you see Dean Smith Arena, all right? It's like, okay, that's, I think they're pretty well, good. Well, the coaches
1: were bigger than the players yeah. back then at the college level.
0: Right, right. And
1: still to this day, and then because, you know, they're they're not paid. So uh, that's going to be interesting. But, you know, there's three uh, pretty uh, – Towers of their sport, you know, that all passed away, and they say it happens in threes, and there's your threes. So
0: yeah, I just um, it's just the Cliff Robinson thing. I just was not ready. But apparently, with Cliff Robinson, they said that he had a stroke two months ago. Uh, okay, and yeah, I wasn't sure because uh, I didn't read anything. Yeah, I was kind of surprised about that because uh, well,
1: fifty-three, yeah, athletes, man, they just. Uh, once they get out of the game, a lot of times they didn't let themselves go, and then all of a sudden you have heart issues because your heart's a muscle, and when you build it up and get in that great shape and then you stop, mm-hmm. you know, your heart still stays large as a muscle, and not enough blood gets up in there. And, uh, right. So a lot of guys have gone through it. So, yeah, I, I hated to see him go. He
0: was one of the first big men that could shoot the three. Hey, honestly, I said... Rip City, baby. I always, always thought that, you know, the, the Rick Adelman never used him, that way, right. But he could have been the first KD hybrid. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He could have been because he was. Yeah. Really he had the length. He was tall. He could shoot the three, and he he was great on the post. I mean, I yeah. that guy was amazing. I'm like, and they could have used, but they never used him that way. They could have. Yeah. They, they never did. So, sure. but uh, but rest uh, in peace, all of them. Yeah, rest in peace and, and uh, condolences to their families. We're gonna have to shut it down here. Um, my name is Richard the Razor Ewing. This is Mike the Shoe Schumann. This is Game Face. We do this on Monday evenings on the Bleed Talent Network. You're welcome to join us next Monday evening. Once again, come on in, take a seat. We'd love to have you. But you better put your game face on.